A mighty feast of hot steaming music brought to you in stereo by bostonfreeradio.com. Boston Free Radio has no corporate agenda. We're independent media for the people. Your music, your voice, your station. What is good, y'all? The indefinable Sterling Golden is back in the building. This is the season premiere of The Chop Session, powered by 320 Entertainment. We thank y'all once again for locking in for this award-winning series here on Boston Free Radio as we launch our fourth season this evening of The Chop Session. More of them names you need to know now, more compelling conversation, and of course, more of your man Sterling Golden. Now, family, in case you sleep on an episode of The Chop Session or you happen to lock in late for a premiere here on Boston Free Radio, say less, we got you. You can stream each and every episode of The Chop Session on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other fine digital streaming platforms. And this week here on The Chop Session, we have with us an R&B super talent with a glow-up like no other in today's new music scene. We're talking about an award-nominated singer, songwriter, arranger, multi-instrumentalist, and producer with a dope EP out there now titled Universe, an amazing collab with Porkid, and an upcoming live show y'all must pull up for. Her name is Shia, and she's with us here this week on The Chop Session for our Season 4 premiere. Shia, good evening. Welcome to The Chop Session. What's good? Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. I'm excited also. It's going to be a dope conversation this evening. You've got a lot going on, a lot to unpack here this hour on the CHOP session, so we'll get right into it. We'll kick it off by discussing what is coming up on Thursday night, the 21st of April. It's called The Neon Jungle. Shia, what's it all about? It's all about the party. (laughs) Um, So we actually, this is the part two to our first show that happened December 4th. Fourth, um, and the first show that we had, it was at the Jungle. You know, we sold out when over capacity ended up being yeah. the biggest show the Jungle has ever seen. So we're hoping to almost double that capacity. Um, we're probably gonna sell out again. Um, it's gonna be a party. Um, we got a bunch of great, best of Boston's talented artists gonna be performing there. Um, it's gonna include Poor Kid. Luke Yedin, Yelena, Skip, myself, um, which with a bunch of really talented openers as well. I'll tell you this, y'all. This is one of those unmissable situations of the spring season of 2022. We'll have more this hour about Neon Jungle featuring Shia and a lot of dope talents from throughout the community and beyond. But before we get more into that Neon Jungle PR situation, we're here to chop it up about Shia, what she's doing out here and the dope shit she's doing with music and beyond, you know? So now we know Shia first emerged on the independent R&B scene back in 2020, and we'll speak on this further in a few. That said, not a lot is out there regarding Shia's backstory. So please, Shia, bring us up to speed. Life with Shia before the drop of your first single, Toxic. All right, so I have been doing my 
music my entire life, but I never really started recording up until the pandemic. Mm -hmm. But music has always been a part of my life in some way. Like I started out playing the piano when I was three, mm -hmm. and my mom kind of taught me that. She's the one that really introduced me to music mm -hmm. um, because she comes from a very musical background. Right. Um, and I guess like. I don't know. I love the piano so much. I started playing different instruments in school when they make you pick an instrument for the band. So I was a part of that. Got involved in jazz band. So I played the piano for them. I ended up playing like 10 instruments by the end of high school just because I just kept picking them up. Um, and then I also was playing drum set for a little bit. But um, so, yeah, I was mostly from an instrumental background. I think I really discovered my voice I think sometime in high school when I guess I was just singing in the shower and I think I was at like a camp or something and like there were people that were in the shower that I didn't even realize at the time because um, <laughs> it was like one of those communal showers and I don't even remember what I was singing it might have been it was probably some Rihanna song honestly <laughs> um but I remember like I was like singing and I came out and everyone was like was that you and I was like yeah and they're like you can sing. And I was like, oh, really? They were like, yeah, girl, you can sing. And I was like, okay, shit, what do I do with that? So I guess the next year I auditioned for my high school acapella group, ended up getting in. Um, and then I did music directing for a while for that group. Um, and then in college, I wanted to pursue the singing um, a little bit more just because I had been doing instruments for so long. Um, and then I ended up joining a collegiate acapella group in college called the Boston's. And we ended up going to like the ICCA uh, finals that year. I don't know if you have ever seen Pitch Perfect. I have. Okay. So that competition at the end of the movie, um, that's like a real thing. Yeah. And like we went to that my freshman year. So I think that really like boosted my resume a little bit. Just like Definitely. being there as a freshman, um, super new to the group. Um, being able to experience that was amazing. And then the year after that, I ended up taking over the music director position of the group for a little bit. Um, while I was doing that, I was also arranging the music for the group, um, like dividing up the parts, like writing the music for each song. So I was doing a lot of music in college as well. And then I guess um, graduating school, um, there was an entire year between 2019 and 2020 where I just didn't do music at all. Um, and that's kind of like when I decided to experiment with GarageBand on my laptop. And I was just kind of like messing around. And, and more on that in a minute, actually, about GarageBand and how that led you into producing music, you know, because there's a lot to unpack about Toxic. What was some of the music being played around the house growing up, you know, around the, the family household, on the turntable or on the CD player or the MP3 player, what have you? What was being heard around the house as you're growing up? Yeah, so this is actually super interesting. Mm. Um, growing up, so I'm Sri Lankan. My parents are immigrants from Sri Lanka. Right. So a lot of the music that I grew up listening to was definitely eastern um a lot of south asian stuff um i actually got trained in like carnatic music which is like the music of my people when i was younger um but as for american music that kind of got introduced to me a lot later than the average person just because um 
my mom didn't know what the radio was, but at school, I remember I was in fifth grade and all of my girlfriends were listening to the radio. They knew every word to every song. And I was kind of like, how does everybody know all of this music? Like, it's almost like they like practiced it before. And then they were like, oh, it's on the radio. I'm like, all right, bet. I'm going to ask my mom to let me listen to the radio. I go home and I'm like, I want to listen to the radio in the car. She turns on the radio, and the first song that is playing on the radio is Sexy Can I. And, of course, my mom freaks out, (laughs) and she's like, you're never listening to the radio ever again. So I think the first time I actually started listening to music was right after that because I had, like, one of my older cousins burn mixtapes for me on CDs, like the old-fashioned way, you know, like the YouTube to MP3. Um, (laughs) Yeah, the classic... Um, CDRs so, uh, on a giant spindle and they're blue, the blue discs. And yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that was like how I got my music at first. So there was probably only like 20 songs, like 20 of the hottest songs at that time. I remember like there was like, it's like a Janet Jackson song, um, like a bunch of like really old, like early 2000s music that I first got introduced to. And then eventually I started like exploring a little bit on my own once I discovered YouTube and was like old enough for that. So yeah, like my musical influence at first was definitely delayed a little bit, but I eventually kind of figured out what I liked, what I didn't like. Let's talk about that a little more because I have seen in researching the story of Shia that one of your biggest influences outside of your mom is an artist that you and I both mutually respect and admire greatly that being the great MIA, you know? And that caught my attention because as this generation continues onward, you see more and more young artists, some in the pop scene, some in the independent scene, citing Maya as a primary influence on their music and on their look and on their vibe and everything, you know? And, you know, for obvious reasons, you know, MIA plays a huge role in the career stories of a lot of great Tamil artists, you know, since her rise in the 2000s and 2010s. So do tell about the impact MIA had on your career. Yeah, so I remember the first time I heard her song was definitely at like a party or something. And I remember one of my friends was like, oh yeah, like she's brown. And I was like, wait, what? Like you never hear brown girl rappers being played like that. And Paper Planes was like her biggest song. And I'm pretty sure that was the one that I was listening to at the time. And I was like, my mind was just kind of blown for a second because I was like, not only is she a female rapper, but she's also a brown girl. So it kind of just like, you know, inspired me. And it was almost like, wow, like if she can do it, I can do it too. So with that said, Shia, we're about to drop on our audience right now, the first track of the evening here on our season premiere of The Chop Session. It is that new collab with Porkid. It's called Poison. It is fire. But let's hear the story behind Poison and this collab with Porkid. Because, hey, you know, we got to have the story behind the music. So let's talk more about Poison. So this song is probably one of my favorite songs at the moment that I've created. Just the way that it was made um, when me and Porkid, well, when Porkid originally brought the idea to me, I just really related to the concept of it. I think we've all gone through that very toxic, poisonous relationship in our life that kind of like, you know, changes us as a person, but almost like rearranges the way that we think about relationships in a way. 
Um, and I just really resonated with the whole idea behind it and just creating it in general was so much fun. Like we were really collaborative on it. Um, and working together is nothing new for us. So it was super easy. Nice. Here it is, y'all. This is Poison Shia with Porkid here on the Chop Session season premiere on Boston Free Radio. I am the indefinable Sterling Golden. We are back in a few minutes. Keep it locked right here. I can't let you go. session our season four premiere this evening on boston free radio i am the indefinable sterling golden we are with shia to kick off our season this evening now family in case you sleep on an episode of the chop session where you happen to lock in late for a premiere on boston free radio say less we got you stream each and every episode of the chop session on spotify apple podcasts google podcasts and other fine digital streaming platforms do that okay and subscribe of course we love you for that shia let's talk more about your situation here a lot to unpack as i said earlier on now we're going to go into april 2020 now 
okay, the bizarre early days of the global health emergency. Now, amid all of this chaos, you know, this confusion and uncertainty, here is Shia on GarageBand, as you brought out earlier on, producing and writing that first single, Toxic, which we'll hear in a few minutes here on the show. So take us into this process and how you found yourself adding the title of producer. Yeah, so like I said, my background was a lot of instrumental stuff at first. So I had a really good understanding of production from a young age. And I guess I don't really know what I was doing when I opened GarageBand for the first time, but I don't know, something just led me to creating what I did. And at the time, I didn't even know that I was going to sing on top of it. Like I had no plan to record my vocals on top of it. It was more of just something that I did for fun because I'd had so much free time. Um, But I guess I ended up creating um, the B and I actually sent it over to one of my artist friends at the time who was like, that's a beat. Like you should put something on top of that, knowing that I also sang. And I, you know, it's I like to call it divine timing between the pandemic, having the extra free time, but also having recently gone through a very toxic situationship. Um, what, which is what led me to creating the song. And it was almost like I didn't have to sit there and write. It was almost like I was just talking about what I was yeah. feeling um, and it ended up turning into a song. Honestly, the easiest song I've ever written. Um, I think I wrote it in like 20 minutes because it was truly just like pouring out of me. Um, and I think that is what gives it the rawness that you hear when you listen to it. For real, Shia, you know, I must tip my hat to you on Toxic. You took a time in history where people were at home, confused, not sure what to do amid this global health emergency, and you added the title of producer to your resume with this dope track called Toxic. And it shows in the work, you know, it's fire, people love it, I dig it, you know, and this was our first introduction to Shia as a producer. There's another thing I would like to kind of delve into, you know, and that is a quote that I have here from a 2020 piece about Toxic from Vanyaland by Victoria Wazalak. Mm-hmm. I'm going to quote here. Quoting Victoria writes, quote, as a woman in the producer chair, let alone a brown woman, Ramanan, this is Shire, Ramanan, for those of you all who are you know, just catching on, says she's frequently on the receiving end of condescension and dumbed down technical talk. On the other hand, DMs offering her, quote, free studio time, unquote, seldom have anything to do with music making. It all makes her urge for intersectional solution even more fervent, unquote. So, Shia, let's delve further into these experiences you have had dealing with disrespect in the recording industry, please. Yeah, so that was written in 2020 when I had no manager. I was pretty much, you know, shooting in the dark. I had no idea what I was doing with my music. I had no idea. Like, I was basically wearing all the hats, right? Like, I was the producer, the engineer, the artist, um, the marketer, the social media manager. It's like you're wearing all these hats. So, you know, especially networking during a pandemic, a lot of my networking was done online, which makes it difficult to make relationships with people but also you don't really know what you're getting. So a lot of people will offer you things, but you have to be careful. Um, So I guess I was more referring to the fact that 
first of all, being a woman in the industry is very difficult, but then also starting out is very difficult because you don't really know who to trust. And I feel like a lot of the help that I was being offered was not actual help. Like there was always a catch to it, um, which is really frustrating. And I feel like a lot of females can relate to that in the industry because, you know, like you, there's this like stigma of, you know, a lot of women like not being able to be in these spaces without getting like unwanted attention. Um, and then when you add engineering to the mix, because I also engineer a little bit, like it's almost like people are like, oh shit, like, oh, like you're a female and you engineer. It's like they almost don't expect it. But then with that comes like, oh, like she probably doesn't know like too much about that. Right. You mentioned also, you know, networking during the uh, health crisis online and things like that. You know, so tell us, you know, like what do you have for us in terms of memorable experiences during a time when nothing was running, but here Shia you know, running the world, basically, out of her bedroom in the North End in Boston, creating music. You know, what was it like for you to take that on? Honestly, it was super difficult. Um, I would meet people and, like, we would have plans to work and then it wouldn't happen. Or, you know, I would be asked to go somewhere, like, to record, but, like, things would really – like, people were just really flaky during that time period. Oh, my God, Granted, yeah. like, you know, everything that was going on. Um, some of the most memorable people that I met were number one, definitely Poor Kid, who's my manager. Yeah. Um, I think that was like the best relationship I made. And it was kind of crazy how we met because we met in the same way that I met everybody else was it was through Instagram. And, you know, we had been yeah. talking about working together for a while. Um, and I think he was like the first real interaction and relationship that I formed that was trusting, safe, and, um, just we both, like, when we came together, it was almost like magic, like, we really worked well together and we had the same ideas, so I think that was the best relationship I probably made online, which I never saw coming, like, honestly, um, if you told me like two years ago that I would be in the position that I am right now, I would have been like, you're crazy. So you didn't see this for yourself? You didn't no, see definitely not. a recording career for yourself? Um, I did, but I didn't think it would happen so soon. Um, it's just one of those things where it was the right timing. Um, I linked up with the right people, started meeting um, yeah. a bunch of different people through him. And we eventually, you know, formed our little yeah. circle of creatives that, you know, inspire each other every day. And you're doing that right now, Shia, you know, your sound and your whole vibe. I mean, it's no secret that you did earn an R&B Artist of the Year nomination not long ago out here, more on that later. And that right there is a testament to the power of your music and people recognizing what you do. You know, so we go from the height of the health crisis in 2020 to the beginnings of reopenings. And then finally, in 2021, we're getting more and more out there. We're getting more and more of that regular life situation back. And now you're getting more FaceTime with people. So when you began to get back out there and meet people for the first time as a recording artist of this stature you know, locally, what was the reaction like, you know, meeting people for the first time out here with, you know, Shia, producer, with Toxic under your belt, and an upcoming EP at the time? What was reactions like there face-to-face? 
It was honestly like a breath of fresh air. I love meeting in person, and I feel like the Boston music scene specifically was really shut down during the pandemic, at least for the first year. Yeah. Um, so being able to like go out to events, perform again, that was huge for me because I feel like I get inspired by other artists. Um, and you know, I met a lot of amazing people that way. So I think if anything, it only helped my career. Definitely. I mean, I can tell you from my own experience too, Shia, you know, when the industry out here was running, you know, barely during the height of the health crisis, you know, I myself was running a virtual event to help one of the venues out here stay open. You know, a lot of artists that were performing in multiple like locations, closed sets and no audience. And we had a fashion show on a closed, you know, soundstage with nobody there to watch it other than a camera person. Imagine what that must be like, you know, to be a model on the runway for a fashion show. You're doing your thing and there's literally nobody sitting there out there. You're just basically performing for an empty arena or an empty soundstage with just a camera crew there. Yeah, that's got to be a mind fuck, you know? I mean, it's got to just be like, well, God, you know? I mean, this is like another planet. For sure. Like, that was my biggest thing. Like, for the longest time, I didn't perform because it's like I – my performances are really dependent off the energy of the crowd. And there's if there's no crowd, like, how do you expect an artist to perform to the best of their ability? It's true. I mean, look at athletes, too, during that time. You had games being played without fans there. Once in a lifetime era, you know, you'll never see that happen again in this lifetime. You're having close set, you know, games being played, concerts being performed with no audience and things like that. We're going to look back on that era years from now and just be like, how did we live through that? You know, like, what were we thinking? You know, well, I'll see what you're thinking right now, y'all. Okay, we're thinking about this toxic experience right now. So we're going to have that track drop right now. This is from 2020. This is the first example of Shia as a producer. It's called Toxic. We'll follow that up with a track from the Universe EP. And uh, more in a few minutes here with Shia and your man, the indefinable Sterling Golden, as we kick off season four of the Chop Session here on Boston Free Radio. Keep it locked right here. I want you out of my life. Yeah, you hurt me right. I want you out of it now. Sick of your twisted lies. Sick of your fake goodbyes. Driving me crazy. Baby, if you want to make it right, please don't waste my time. No more calls at night. My heart. What's it I'm doing that makes you not listen? Fuck with my mind, fuck with my grind. Cause I'm sick of your shit. You're toxic. Good on my own, you need some time to get up and get grown. Cause I'm sick of your shit. You're toxic. I ain't your baby no more. Forget about me like you always do Stop keeping 
Toxic onward and upward to the new EP Universe released in January. Y'all, this is the opening track from Universe by Shia. This is Blooming on the Chop Session. We're back in a few with our conversation. I am the indefinable Sterling Golden, and this is BostonFreeRadio.com. Just like the stars. just heard blooming off of the new ep from shia universe out right now on all dsps and before that her debut single as a producer called toxic this is the chop session i am the indefinable sterling golden this is boston free radio and we're here with shia for our season four premiere and by the way y'all next week you're on the chop session in fact let's just run down april for all y'all out there who are locking in with the chop session and your man sterling golden next monday we have on the line from baltimore the one and only Rai Rai is on the line. Now, Rai Rai has a new collapsing a lot with Miss Porsche and DJ Little Man called Sexy Walk 2022. 
We mentioned MIA earlier. Rai Rai actually had some pretty prolific collabs with Maya years back on Bang, Sunshine, among other tracks. So the whole Rai Rai situation will be here for y'all next week here on the Chop Session. And then in two weeks, we have Boston hip-hop legend Rex will be here in the studio. And then on April 25th, in three weeks, we have Flash and Nux of Natural Born Spitters, NBS, their new album, Swiss Vets Volume 3, out right now. And a dope new collab with Party Boy Woods out there right now on all DSPs. Check out MBS to close out April here on The Chop Session. Mondays, 6 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time here on Boston Free Radio. And of course, in case you sleep on an episode of The Chop Session or lock in late, say less, we got you. Check out each and every episode of The Chop Session on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all digital streaming platforms that you fuck with. Here is Shia for y'all, okay? So as mentioned earlier on, you received an R&B Artist of the Year nomination in late 2021 from the Boston Music Awards. I see y'all. And then you dropped on us this stunning EP titled Universe. Now, I recently told Shia in conversation that I have not heard anything quite like Universe in modern R&B. And y'all, this is not your man Sterling Golden blowing smoke up Shia's back. You know, deadass, that comes from the heart. You know, seriously. If y'all out there are followers of the Sterling Collection playlist on Spotify, in fact, you've heard some of the music of Universe the last few weeks, and you really should run up the full EP right now. So... Shia, I'd like to hear more from you about the creative process behind Universe. Yeah, so this EP was really special to me. I feel like it really encompasses everything that I went through spiritually over the pandemic and kind of like 2020, 2020 until 2021. So really like that entire time period for me was really awakening and I learned a lot about myself, um, my identity and, you know, who I aspire to be. So I think a lot of the messages in the EP reflect that. And then there's the fabulous visual album experience for Universe, which you can watch right now on YouTube. Yeah, definitely. So I'm huge on visuals. I feel like it really, um, you know, makes you understand the music a little bit better. Uh, my experience with creating the story, I basically kind of directed the way that I wanted the visuals to appear. Um, I directed the entire thing, really, um, and I had to work with an animator for that. Um, it was a bit of a long process, not going to lie. Um, it was very challenging, um, but we ultimately came up with something that I feel like was easily digestible, but left enough for the imagination to kind of create as well. So um, I just wanted something to represent the music, um, kind of like what I saw in my head. Um, but, you know, keeping it abstract enough where the listener can also interpret it as their own. I think, you know, anybody who encountered that visual album accompanying universe really you know if you didn't get the vibe from hearing the music you definitely got it from the visual you know i mean it really just brought the whole thing to a new level and completed the experience from my you know experience watching that whole you can watch it on youtube now by the way you guys and get the full feel of what universe is all about you know you've heard the ep it's dope we know this but you haven't lived until you've experienced it with the visuals you got to have that 
along with the, the music to really get the full universe vibe. And it is a vibe, let me tell you. And that leads us into, we mentioned it earlier on, we talked something about this new collab with Porkid, Poison, you know, and you mentioned he's your manager also. Yes, he is. So let's talk about the connection you have with Porkid. Yeah, my favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> well, by all means, let's go for it. Um, no, I actually, like like I said, I never expected to be here right now. Um, the Kind of the way it happened, um, like I said, we met over DMs on Instagram just because I was, you know, doing my research on the Boston music scene, seeing who was popping, um, kind of trying to connect with as many people as I could, like I said, because I didn't know what I was doing. I was looking for a little bit of guidance. And Poor Kid was probably the only person that was giving me real advice. Um, and I really appreciated that at the time, um, like during a period of time where I was just so unsure about everything, had no direction um, with my music. And he kind of, you know, almost like took me under his wing. Like our first collaboration was Trust Issues Remix, um, and which ended up being played on Gem 94.5. Very cool. Um, yeah, so, like, after that, you know, like, everybody that hears the record has always said, like, our voices really complement each other. So, like, I feel like, uh, musically, we're a really good match. Um, so, yeah, after that, we started filming the music video for Trust Issues, and I guess it was, like, again, divine timing where we were both in a place of, like, I guess he was, like, kind of, like, wanting to manage me, but I was also looking for a manager or somebody that would just help me out a little bit with, you know, navigating the industry a little bit just because I was so new and fresh and had no idea what I was doing. And he's been in the game for, like, years and years. He's been doing this since he was, like, 14, 15. So, I mean, he's been through it. He's been, like, really active in the scene as well. He has a lot of connections you know, was really there for me in a time where, like, I really needed guidance and, you know, someone to steer me in the right direction. So um, I remember, like, the day that he asked me to be my manager was right after we wrapped up the Trust Issues music video, which is coming out April 8th, by the way. Excellent. <laughs> um, but, like, he looked at me, he was like, do you want me to manage you? And I was like, I thought you would never ask. <laughs> like, I have been dying for him to manage me. And it was just so funny because he was, he came at it with the right way. Like, he was like, I don't want to force you on it. Like, I want it to be genuine and I want it to be, you know, natural because I think that's how the best manager artist relationships form. It is true. It is true. You know, I mean, they have to be organic, they have to come from the heart and from a place that is genuine. And when you hear Poison, you hear a genuine connection there from between two artists who work together closely. And, you know, knowing the kind of love that went into that single, you know, from a professional standpoint with you and Porkid, you know, I mean, it's one of those R&B singles that we've heard recently on the, out here in, in our community that really gives you a good idea of where that art form is headed. Because when you have you know, hot young new talents like Shia, like Porkid, taking on R&B in this new direction for today, this contemporary new sound, you know, it really gives you hope for this, you know, the future of R&B and for our scene because you have dope creatives out here doing dope shit, you know, and it shows in Poison, you know. So that leads me to, of course, coming up, 
We mentioned her earlier on, the Neon Jungle. Okay, we're talking about April the 21st here. And this is at Sammy's Patio, Revere, Massachusetts, here in the USA. And the lineup is stellar, y'all. More on that in a second. But what can we expect from Shia on stage at the Neon Jungle? Do tell. So, yeah, you can hear a lot of different things from me. I'm kind of mixing it up. I'm doing a few songs off the Universe EP. Um, I'm also doing a cover song. Um, and then I'm also doing um, two of my collabs with Poor Kids. So just a good mix of everything, I feel like, that is currently in my repertoire. Y'all, if you are not at the Neon Jungle on April 21st, I've said this before, and I will say it again about this one. You are at the wrong fucking party, y'all. It's happening Thursday night, April 21st, bell time, 8 p.m. at Sammy's Patio, 63 Revere Beach Boulevard, Revere, Mass., 21-plus event. And by the way, the lineup is stellar. Some dope young creatives joining Shia on stage, including Porkid, Skip to Dip, Yelena, Luke Yetin, Devil's Fruit, Geechee the Goblin, Lilo, Kamari Jones, and the list goes on and on. Easy Flicks. I mean, I can sit here all day giving you the lineup, but you got to pull up and experience Neon Jungle, okay? Come on out, pull up, and experience Boston Nightlife in 2022, the way it's meant to be experienced at Neon Jungle featuring Shia on stage and so much more. The vision board for the future for Shia, okay? What can we expect? So The great beyond from Shia. Yeah, we got a music video coming up next month. Um, we, I'm trying to work on a small R&B EP at the moment. Um, so that's on the horizon. Um, obviously, the event that we have planned, um, we probably are going to plan a few more events um, over the summer. And just looking forward to a lot of performing, honestly, as the weather gets nicer. I love being out and about in the city, just meeting up with different people, um, really, you know, being involved in the music scene here. Definitely. And we are stoked to have you as part of our music scene, Shia. And that's on uh, on dogs right there. So right now, y'all, one more track that we'll drop on this situation here from Universe, from Shia. It's called Gravity. Back in a few minutes here on the Chop Session, but more about next week's show and a few final words from Shia. This is the indefinable Sterling Golden. This is Boston Free Radio. We're back in a few. Keep it locked. You made a home in me, living rent free in my mind. Hard to keep my distance, no matter how bad I try. Can't between you and me ain't nobody seen had enough with love i give up you make me believe this could be exactly what i need you made a home in me living rent free in my mind Hard to keep my distance no matter how bad I try Can't escape 
Big love to Shia for pulling up for our season premiere this week here on The Chop Session. We appreciate you, Shia. Thank you. And, of course, we appreciate the music and appreciate the good vibes you are sharing with us out here in this community. You can check out the new EP, Universe, on all DSPs, her new collab with Porkid called Poison, and see her April 21st blessing the stage at the Neon Jungle, Sammy's Patio, Revere Beach, Revere Mass in the USA. And hey, what can I say? If you don't pull up there, I don't know where the hell you're at. Okay, so Shia, big love and thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciated your time here today. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Shia, S-H-A-Y-A-A-A dot music, and follow me on my music platforms. Very cool. And we will do that. Okay. All y'all follow Shia. She's a dope follow. And check out the music on all DSPs. Next week here on The Chop Session, we have Rai Rai on the line from Baltimore. In two weeks, it is Rex. Three weeks, it is NBS, Natural Born Spitters, and more guests to come here this season for y'all. Mondays, 6 p.m., U.S. Eastern Time on Boston Free Radio. And of course, if you stream an episode, or if you miss an episode, rather, of The Chop Session, or you happen to lock in late, say less, we got you. Stream each and every episode of The Chop Session on all DSPs, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and others. And of course, you can follow your man Sterling Golden on social media at DJ Sterling Golden on Instagram and at DJ Sterling Golden on Twitter with one G. It couldn't fit two in the handle, too many characters. And also follow the Chop Session on social media at Chop Session Show on Instagram and at the Chop Session on Twitter. This is the Chop Session. Big love to all y'all for that support. I am the indefinable Sterling Golden. I say stop. Centered on you, exploring new magnitudes in your eyes.